2: Good afternoon, welcome to The Punter's Mate on this Friday, the 28th of October 2022 on a very, very warm Friday afternoon in Brisbane, Sam Highland. Chris, well, what
3: a week ahead we have uh, in Melbourne. It is just outstanding racing and it it kicks off with uh, such a big day tomorrow, Derby Day. It's my favourite race day. Of, uh, of the whole year in in Australia, that's for sure. And I, I think um, it's changed a bit. You know, I I, I would say, um, you know, I think that sort of taking races away and, and sort of rejigging that last day, I don't know that that was a positive, but Derby Day is always, uh, you know, for a racing purist, it is the day of all days. And, and you know, it, it used to be sort of jammed full of class and every race um, – you you just uh, Didn't yeah we have was, five was, group
2: ones yeah, yeah we was, used to it have five. was fantastic
3: you know and and it um yeah I, i've uh, been lucky enough to to be there at Flemington riding on on a derby day and also i've been lucky enough to be uh, bashing around Tarelg and pushing <laughs> slow maidens around on derby day so uh, it's always uh, it's it's always a, a great time of the year and at it, uh, yeah it's um just just the you know the start of the week uh, I think you sort of go gee, Derby Day and, and uh, exciting times. But uh you can tell that my wife, Nicole Taylor, Al Nickers, uh she's just just doesn't get it, does she? Because uh <laughs> she's she's booked us to go to Sandstone Point for the weekend. Oh well, uh, what time are you heading off? And Oh, heading off uh, this afternoon after trackside. So you are They're, going? Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, I've been ordered to go, and uh, it's. Uh, but I'll be parking up in front. I, I did tell her I'll be parking up in front of a TV uh, for for most of the afternoon tomorrow because, uh, yeah, I said it's Derby Day. She goes, "What's Derby Day?" I said,
2: oh no! Wow. Well, Surely well, being married to someone, you know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You would know. And, 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 and,
3: you know, she was pretty familiar with it when she was uh, going to fashions on the field and <laughs> and uh, her and my mother were spending a fortune going and uh, yeah. picking outfits to uh, clean up at, at uh, in the Maya fashions on the field. You didn't forget Derby Day then, Nickers. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it'll be good fun. It'll, it, I, I actually drove the kids to the school this morning and I said, it's Derby tomorrow, it's Derby Day. And they said... Yeah, and what's that we goes, what's that? And I said, It's a big horse race. You know, I said the Melbourne Cups on Tuesday. And he goes, Oh yeah, he goes, They were talking about that during the during the week at school. That's and good. I, and and I, and I said, Yeah. I said, make sure they put it on. Yeah. Put it on at school and show everybody. I said, You can tell you can tell tell everyone at school that your papa won a Melbourne Cup. Yeah. You, you know, I said there wouldn't be many kids at Eagle Junction on Tuesday that no. could say that uh their grandfather won a Melbourne
2: Cup, but uh, he he didn't give it a lot. <laughs> and you know what's exciting about the uh, the carnival down there this year? The crowds are back, and and that's yes. been a, that's been really noticeable at Caulfield. It's really noticeable at the Valley last uh, last Saturday and Friday night. Just just the atmosphere of having the crowds. And unfortunately, the weather's not going to do the right thing over the first few days of the carnival, from what I understand. But I'm sure they'll still get a good turnout at Flemington tomorrow.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, I think, well, I think, you know, everyone down in Melbourne, are, you know, they're hungry to, to get back to the races. And it's been, uh, it's obviously been well supported throughout this uh, spring carnival. And, uh, you know, at this time of year, it's, uh, I tell you what, it's always uh, in the headlines for lots of different reasons. Yeah, isn't and, it? and And we're... <laughs> We've had a couple of negatives uh this week in uh in Sydney and Melbourne. So it's uh
2: it never disappoints Spring Carnival, does it? No. I uh, I thought Chris Waller's um written statement yesterday was interesting. He basically copped it on the chin, but uh, did you read that? Yeah. yeah I, I, I just thought- I, I don't know
3: that uh if he didn't uh if he wasn't as big as he was and uh didn't have uh, other runners, I don't know that he'd copied it, well, well, but... cop it on the chin too well. Well, said, he'd
2: on the chin, but uh, when he was typing that, if he, in fact, typed that up on his laptop, <laughs> I reckon he would have been smashing those keys. <laughs> he would have done it through gritted teeth, that's for sure, uh, Chris Waller, but uh, that's such a shame. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. That,
3: you know, that horse would win the Caulfield Cup and uh, and then go through with these bone scans. And you know what? I mean, this is the reason. This is the the reason why the internationals, they're, they're not interested in coming. They're not interested in this rot, you know, and, and to think that that horse, uh, won a Caulfield cup and it can't go around in the Melbourne cup. Mm. It's, it is absolutely baffling. It certainly is. And, a- and, you know, Chris Waller is, he's our premier trainer yep. in the country and, uh, you know, he, he, he's not going to send horses to the races that, that are sore or no, you know, that are 80% right. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's just mind boggling.
2: Yeah, I mean, has anything changed with that horse since it's winning the the Caulfield Cup to, to now? It's, you wouldn't think so. No. But that, look, I'm not a vet, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't really make that call. Now, today's show, we have special guests. We have Paul Bloodworth on, and he, of course, is the General Manager for International and Racing Operations for Racing Victoria, and we gave him a task a couple of weeks ago to find out the meaning of a particular named horse, which we'll get to uh, after the break, We'll also speak to Tony Gollan later in the show. Tony's got some uh, some runners at Flemington tomorrow. He's got Isotope going around, and he's got Natuno going around in the Coolmore. How, how good a race is that every year, the Coolmore, Sammy? It is. So uh, he'll be very excited there. He's also got some runners, of course, at uh, at Eagle Farm, should I say, locally. Uh, now, remember, speaking of Eagle Farm and speaking of Queensland, Queensland is racing Certainly racing in plenty of venues over the next few days. The action continues this week across the Sunshine Stoke, Visit racing at queensland.com.au Now, just back to last week, Animo. Now, I know you haven't been an Animo fan, Sammy. You, you just keep every opportunity. And, and there seems to be a lot of people around saying the same thing. Yeah, he was lucky to win. He had the best run in the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still won. And that's what, six group ones now or seven? Yeah. No, yes.
3: he's uh, he he is. Uh, he gets it done. He's been so well placed. He was beautifully ridden, and uh, he no, he was he was terrific. Animo, Um, you like an octagonal? I was on Al uh, yeah, I, I well. wondered if he jumped well and took a spot. I, I reckon Ollie was mindful of the fact he didn't want him to get up on the Chewy and and overdo it, and, and if he had have been a pair closer or sat two and a half, three lengths closer. Gee, I think he's riding the race, but uh, they don't pay. They, well, they only no. pay a little bit for third. They don't. They don't pay the big prize for third, and uh, and that's what Animo did. He took the big prize, and he puts himself in a spot. And James McDonald, wow, we—he's uh, just is he? outstanding, isn't he? Is uh, he? Yeah, he's at the yeah. top of his game and
2: just riding with so much confidence. So many people will say, and you're a, you know, you're an ex jockey, you you know the answer to this. So many people say, oh, you know, he gets the good rides. Which he does, and he gets the good rides because he's the best. Okay, but he gets the good rides; anyone could win on those. That's not true, is it? You've still uh, got to know when to go, when to where to put them. Yeah, exactly.
3: And I, I think, but it, as as uh, as I just mentioned, then his confidence is through the roof. And I think when these jockeys get in the zone, these top jockeys get in the zone, and uh they bounce out of the boxes and just put him in the spot and you know it just all happens everything happens the right way when you're riding with so much confidence yeah. and that's what James McDonald he he's an outstanding jockey full stop but then when you know when he's in in, uh, in form like this uh, he's marching out of the jockey's room with his chest out. You just know he's going to put it in the good spot. He seems to be in time and time again. They yeah. just, they, they just uh get him, get give him the sweet run, and they come out on top. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a great horseman. He's a, he's a good fella and a, and a great great jockey, outstanding jockey. And he's um, yeah, and he's only young. I mean, it's oh. it's frightening to think that what he's done in his career so far, and then uh, yeah, he's got so much
2: ahead of him. He has, and I mean, he can he can ride in Sydney like that. He can jump on a plane, head to Melbourne, go around completely opposite direction. Doesn't make any difference. But as I say, you've got to know as a jockey, and I watch a lot of races, and you've ridden in races. It's all very well you have got to position in the right spot, but you've got to know when to go. You've got yeah. to know how much of a sprint your horse's got. So it's not all just sitting there and and just you know steering, is it? No, that's right.
3: It's uh, no, there's no doubt about that. And and I think uh, when you when you're talking about. Um, these sort of jockeys like James McDonald, Damien Oliver, Karen McAvoy, Hugh Bowman—you know that the, the one percenters uh, that that they bring to the table—that what that's what puts them in in that uh, you know up the top of the tree where they are—and and that's why the best trainers and uh, they want them on want them on you know—and that's why they they're the outstanding jockeys—and
2: yeah, it's uh, James McDonald. He's uh, it's a very exciting jockey. We've got an exciting two-year-old uh, up here in Queensland by the name of Miss Cooter, trained by Chris Munson, was very impressive, winning at Eagle Farm. Oh, sorry, Doomben last Saturday. That's two wins by space. She's uh, heading off towards the Magic Millions. Looks a good type.
3: Yeah, she looks a beauty, doesn't she, Miss Cooter? And um uh it's uh yeah, she's ticking along nicely. Of course we're gonna see uh tomorrow. Chinny boom yeah. step out. I think it's a dollar fifty, isn't it? Yeah. This morning. Yep. Uh the shorty. And it's gonna get good ground at uh Eagle Farm, isn't it? Because yeah, be that's firm just by that stage. Eagle Farm is good ground and uh, you know, and yellow brick. I can't wait to see yellow. Will he run sixteen hundred on his ear, All right, Chris beautiful, Because I've gone with his him this time. Ear. <laughs> they won't beat him. He'll, he'll win again. Yeah. He's, a, he's a beauty. That horse.
2: Good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, racing over the weekend in Queensland, we race at uh, we raced at Ipswich today. Tomorrow we race at the Gold Coast. We race at Bow Desert. We race at Eagle Farm. We've got a hundred and twenty-five thousand-dollar two-year-old race at Eagle Farm, and thirteen of the nineteen acceptances have Mashani in front of their name. It's going to be very <laughs> interesting for David Fowler and Josh Fleming tomorrow. Uh, Toowoomba's in the twilight zone, non-TAB. It's a couple of cups, Home Hill, beautiful part of the world up near the uh, with Sundays semi and Yapoon also up that way. Two oh, lovely, really? two places I would love to be tomorrow on Derby Day. <laughs> Home Hill and Yapoon both have their cups, and no meeting at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Uh, because they're racing there on Tuesday, of course, with Cup Day. The meeting is at Cairns. Not another that's another handy spot, Sammy. Yeah, it's a good spot. Grubby Day will be up there doing his uh best work
3: for sure. Um, see uh I sent him a message last night. See he's uh well clear at the moment at the on the uh country premiership and uh he's just gonna keep working hard and Keep it going. Uh, but, yeah, Kansas is one of his favourite tracks and does some of his best work up there, that is for sure. All
2: righty. Well, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll catch up with Paul Bloodworth and find out all about the internationals and get his tip for the Melbourne Cup.
1: This is The Punter's
2: Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mate on this Friday afternoon, the 28th of October, 2022. Now, remember, Sammy, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And I said at the top of the show that we would be chatting uh, to Paul Bloodworth from Racing Victoria Unfortunately, Paul, who's probably one of the busiest men in the country at the moment, is uh, is unavailable to chat. So we caught up this morning with our leading jockey, Jimmy Orman, who's uh, jumped in uh, the vacancy there. And we thank Jimmy very much for that because it was very late notice. So, Jimmy, uh, good afternoon to you. Or good morning to you, sorry. Yeah, good
4: morning,
2: guys. Um, hope you're all well. We're all well. How are you going? Just keep riding winner after winner after winner. And uh, I'll give you... Three ticks, even more, if I could, for that ride on Dramatica at Eagle Farm on Wednesday. Oh,
4: thank you. Yeah, no, lucky I've been getting some nice rides of late. Um, and, yeah, Dramatica was uh, well overdue for a win. Uh, but it wasn't looking good for a long way out of the street, but <laughs> I, I
2: wasn't. Just,
4: I was lucky I didn't have to make up a lot of ground. When I got out, I was uh, always there to the pounce.
3: Well, You're also I, I, I was, I'll tell you, I was I was on the way to picking the kids up. Well, I was in the car anyway. Uh, I was pretty sure I was on the way to picking the kids up from school, or I was I was doing some some sort of uh, domesticated duty, Jim. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was listening to David Taggart. I heard Chris Nelson absolutely just say, "This wins. It's a certainty. Put your house on it." And then I'm listening to David Taggart on SEN track and. And uh, he's going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And, and I'm going, oh, this is ugly. This is ugly. And then Jimmy <laughs> Orman gets it to the outside and goes, bang.
2: Yeah, he did. And I uh, careered away in the end and won by a length and a – no, one by 1.5 lengths officially. So, yeah, never in doubt. But uh, I'm glad it was at Eagle <laughs> Farm. I'm glad it was at Eagle Farm and not Kilcoy.
4: <laughs> yeah, me too. I would have been at the winning post, otherwise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> would have been. Now, uh, roll-up's another one that's going really well for Kelly.
4: Yeah, um, father-in-law's horse. Yeah. He owns that. Um, Yeah, he's a really nice horse. He's got a real awkward stride on him, but um, a real action, I should say. But, um, yeah, he's a nice horse. um, And, yeah, he's just getting better and better with each um, run.
2: Now, uh, we look at the rides that you've got upcoming uh, tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Now, you're riding... uh, I don't know where to start Mashani Renegade in the Mishani two-year-old handicap uh, There's a lot of these Mashanis, And I often say a lot of them are average But I thought right from the, the first win of this one That he isn't bad at all He's got a He did a good job to win on debut Because they weren't making much ground at Eagle Farm that day In the shorter races <coughs> I thought he was good So no surprise to see him win again second up So uh, confidence levels tomorrow for him? Yeah He's a um,
4: lovely big Big two-year-old. He's a really big two-year-old. Um, he's won two races. He's probably deserved favourite in that sort of a race against his um, stable mate, I should say. And
2: <laughs> which one? Yeah,
4: <laughs> all these all these stable mates. He'll, he, he's trying to be tricky, but he gets it back anyway. Yeah. Um And yeah, he should be hopefully coming over the top of him. He's not a he's not the flashiest track worker, but um, he's never really worked all that good. He just produces at race track.
3: What do you think Les's instructions are going to be to all these jockeys, Jimmy?
4: Oh, I don't think he's too worried. Really, there (laughs) as long as as long as John Hubbard doesn't win, I think he'll be happy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You'd be pretty pretty gut wrenching if it did, wouldn't it? That'd be uh, yeah, it wouldn't be good. But it wouldn't be good
4: if that one went for him. But uh, I think um, he looks like he's got the winner in the race for sure.
2: Do you know which cap you're wearing yet? What colour?
4: I'm on top. I'm on,
2: I'm on the white. I'm on top, so I have got the white cart. Beautiful. All right. Now you've got. You're on the good thing of the day tomorrow. Our, the Chris race. Nelson. Chris this. Nelson
3: has declared this. He said, "Just put your house on oh, it. Put your house on it." By the way, saying uh, Zavaboom is it? All?
4: Yeah. yeah. Zava no? Yep. Yep. Zav. Yeah. He's a very good horse. Uh, it's
2: just one of the
4: hardest horses I've ever had anything to do with. He's very tricky to ride. He, um, his racing manners sort of uh, have cost him a little bit, but he's ru- he's run at Ipswich, he was um, a lot better. He, d- he can just get pulling a little bit and can hang out in the run a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I said, at Ipswich, he was pretty good. Just need the tempo to be, they just need to roll along enough for him, otherwise, he will pull in the run. Yep. I'm just hoping they roll along enough and if I can just get a nice,
3: run just behind the leaders, you're right. I think it's, it'll be very hard to beat. Do you know, what, do you know what I take out of that, Jim? Put, 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 <laughs> put your cubby house
2: on it. Just put your cubby house on <laughs> it. Not quite your house, <laughs> just something out the back. Okay. Put
4: a cubby house
2: on there. <laughs> oh, I think it'll be a similar story to uh, Dramatica on uh, Wednesday. It might be a little bit of trouble at some stage in the straight, but then the class will prevail at the end, so... So have a boom as for me. As, relax, it, it, it,
4: as long as he can relax, As long as he relaxed enough, I, I think he'll be. Uh, he should be too good.
3: On to race number three. You're riding Noble Beauty for Richard and Will Friedman. Yeah.
4: Um, this horse ran uh, really well first. Uh, uh, I should say first start here in Queensland um, when I rode in switch. Uh, I thought it was a really good run off the just off the speed and got um, held up a little bit, but. Um, Hit the line well. We're drawing out a little bit, but I think I'll uh, we'll just ride it, ride it quiet, and, um, yeah, the Eagle Farm will, will suit this horse. Um, only a little little horse, but, um, yeah, it's got ability, that's for sure.
2: Now you're on Release the Beans for Rob Heathcote in race eight. First up from a break. Thousand metres might be a little bit short.
4: Yeah, it might be a little bit short. Similar sort of story, drawn a little bit tricky, probably hoping um, they've run along at a good tempo, which they should. I'll be able to just tuck him behind the speed somewhere. Um, yeah, release the beads. is a really nice horse. I think he, um, he. was racing in in the winter during the winter carnival, and um, running good races. Just you know, been getting beat a couple of lengths, and um, yeah, this sort of grade is um, great for sure.
3: And then opacity in the last race for Toby and Trent Edmonds.
4: Yeah, a, a horse that's um, coming from. Joe Pride um, probably has really good form. Tapered off a little bit its last couple, and its trial looked sort of only fair to my eye. But um, if it can bring its form from a few starts ago, it'll it'll be hard to beat. That's for sure.
2: And then you're off to uh, Royal Randwick on Melbourne Cup Day. You have got a couple of rides there. One of them is in the Big Dance. Is that race worth uh, two or three million dollars? The Big Dance, and you're riding. Elias, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, for Chris Waller from a good alley too, Jimmy. Yeah,
4: uh, excited to be on this horse. Um, big field, big field of 20, so um, going to sort of probably run the race three or four different times and get three or four different winners. But um, if we get the if we can get the right run, we've drawn good, which is great. Um, just got to get a nice run. I thought the run was pretty good the other day. Um, this race looks good, good for him and... Um, yeah, uh, really excited to be uh, in that race. It's a, um, an exciting race and big prize money
2: on offer. And you link up with uh, Far Too Easy again in uh, in race number eight. Uh, now, that um, run a couple of weeks ago in the Kosciuszko, did you think you were a chance of running down the winner when you got into the clear and were winding up? Yeah, when i not straightened
4: up at the top of the straight, I thought I was going to uh, when my horse really the underneath, me. I thought I was going to catch uh, the leader, but the leader gave a good kick and it was just... Uh, hard to run those sort of sectionals when you're probably yep. three or four lengths off them to run the leader down, but um, yeah, the, the leader was very, very good because it went along in a good clip and kicked off that speed. So, but yeah, I, I, I really thought of a chance, but yeah. um, yeah, the, the leader was just a bit good, um, but far too easy, ran really well, and yeah, it was a gallant second. And this race is a lot easier.
2: And, and how did you feel experience wise riding in that race? Um, uh, going to Sydney, mixing it with the uh, the big boys, uh, so to speak. Uh, what did you get out of that? Was it a really good learning experience? Yeah,
4: great learning experience. I have written uh, in Sydney before. Probably not in a, a favourite in a race like that though, but um, yeah, I love riding in Sydney. It's probably my favourite uh, but one of my favourite tracks, Randwick, um, even though I've only had a handful of rides there, it's just such a beautiful track um, and yeah, it's cool. You know, whenever you, as a Queensland jockey, whenever you get the chance to ride South, um, I try and take it with both yeah. hands, and yeah, it's always a great opportunity. And um, obviously better if they win and, and put your name out there a little bit more. But um, it's just a good to be good to be there. But yeah, it's, it'd be better if, it win, if he won. But um, I think he's a really good chance in this race, so that's for sure.
2: All right. Well, good luck on uh, on Saturday. Good luck on Tuesday. Good luck uh, going forward. Uh, it was I, I don't even have to ask you, but I know you, your best ride of the day is obviously Zava Boom in race number two. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Yeah, Zava Boom and, um, yeah, Machani Renegade looks
4: like he should win again. Yeah. Zava Boom, definitely uh, a great ride. He's just got to, like I said, he's just got to relax, that's all. But um, he's got a, a ton of ability that off is relax. I think you'll be
2: winning very impressively. All right. Well, let's hope so. Jimmy, thanks very much for jumping at the last minute. We really appreciate it, and we'll chat to you again shortly.
4: No worries. Thanks, guys.
2: Thank you. Jimmy Orman joining us there. Um Really nice of Jimmy to jump on, as I said, because uh, we had a late scratching there in Paul Bloodworth. Now, before we go to the break, Sammy, Yeah, you tipped an absolute sausage last week, and I did mention on one of our shows, and have a listen to this. Bro pulled up at the rear. Yep. At the rear.
3: Yep. How How's long? How's up, bro? Are you off him yet? I'm off him. I, I am completely off him. And I took to the Twitter, has a bro, hashtag cat. Cat.
2: <laughs> oh, shocking. Yeah, he's uh, his first up run was pretty good. and His second up run was okay, but uh, no, nah, he's gone. We'll, we'll give know. him a shout out. He's too. a lifetime sausage. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll go for a break. When we, we'll go for a break. We'll get some news. When we come back from the news, we'll have a chat to our leading trainer, Tony Gollan. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mate on this fine, sunny and very warm afternoon in Brisbane. Now, our next guest, Sammy, Tony Gollan, is down in Melbourne because he's got a couple of very good hopes tomorrow at Flemington. I'm just wondering if the weather's as fine and warm and sunny down there. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, good morning, guys. Is it? No, it's not.
0: <laughs> it's actually quite cold today. It was it was fairly warm when I got here on Tuesday afternoon, and and then um, it started raining the next day. It's had a good bit of rain yesterday afternoon. Just after lunch, it was a good good bit of rain, and the track come up heavy eight this morning, which is disappointing. Mm. Uh, hopefully, we missed the rain today. We haven't had any today, but we certainly haven't had any sun either. It's quite cold and a bit windy, but uh, forecast tomorrow is supposed to be no rain. So let's hope they're right.
3: So I think the positive there is, Tony, too, that Flemington track um, drains so well. I mean, we saw, it was a few years ago now, but when on, I remember being there, Melbourne Cup Day, and it bucketed with rain and looked like they were going to call the races off and they ended up finishing the meeting or, or running the Cup on a soft six uh, that day. So th- the water gets through the track pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, it does, Sammy. I mean, we're obviously fresh off those pretty, that big a bunch of rain they had here a couple of weeks ago with all the floods. Etc., but we trolled up the straight after that, and the track was beautiful. So, you're right, it can improve quickly. I'd love to see the sun come out today after lunch. Um, it's been a pretty bleak few days, but you are right. Rain on the day seems to be the main thing down here in Melbourne, and hopefully, we're going to get none tomorrow. That's the forecast, anyway.
3: And, Tony, just before we get into uh talking about the horses and whatever, what's your, you know, uh, uh this week in Melbourne I, for, for a Melbourneian it's it's uh, and somebody in horse racing I, I always think this is uh, it's just the biggest week of the year in horse racing for for us and and what what is your favorite memory from from uh, the Flemington Week spring carnival it's you know um, you're parked up there at Crown with all the rock stars it's everywhere you look it's it's all about racing isn't it you know and it, it's it's got an amazing feel to the town.
0: Yeah, it's unreal. It's, it's like Christmas, isn't it? This this week, frustrating people when you get down to Melbourne. And obviously, with COVID, and then I never had probably all that many great chances for years prior to that. So it's been a while since we've been in with good chances on Cup Week. Uh, my best memory, just just for me personally, Cup Week would probably be my my first ever runner in Melbourne. It was actually Temple of Boom on Oak because It was my first ever starter in Victoria, and he won up the straight. So, wow. The cup car has always been good to me. I won a race, um, the, the race before the Melbourne Cup on Melbourne Cup Day. The Derby Day is the one day that's eluded me so far. So um, we've got a couple of chances tomorrow. But it's an unreal week. Everywhere you go, you you run into someone, and it's just a hive of activity in Melbourne this time of the year. And you know, the racing people like ourselves, it's it's just a, it's the place to be. It's unreal being Danny.
2: So so where does the Melbourne Cup sit with you, Tony? I mean. Um... It's the biggest race in Australia, but there's a lot of big races in Australia these days. If you could pick yeah. one race to win, would it be the Melbourne Cup?
0: Oh, look, I'd love to say it would be, but probably more realistic for me would be in Everest. Yep. Um, I'd probably get more of those types of you know sprinter milers come through my stable than I do the, the the genuine two milers. And we probably don't have access to that client base, or we don't chase it really either. to be going overseas and looking for imported horses and buying a... Enough of those staying horses. So a Melbourne Cup for me would be unreal. It's obviously our, our pinnacle race in Australia, but a probably a more realistic, you know, massive feature race is probably something like an Everest to me.
2: Is that something you could look at down the track, though? I mean, it all seems to be about imported horses. We don't have any decent stayers here these days, or we rarely. I mean, we're importing. Oh, look, I just think you,
0: you need a lot. Of, you need a lot, I mean, the overseas horses are not getting any cheaper, are they? No. You know, particularly the, the ones with exposed form. Which, they big syndicates are buying buying these horses and you need you know plenty of deep pockets. But, oh, I mean, it's, it's something we've sort of our, got our mind out and we've had people over there looking at horses, et cetera, et cetera, and we're getting a few sent to us and, and whatnot. So it's certainly something I'd never say never. It's mm. probably not a... I'm probably not active as, as aggressive as, as some of the, particularly the Victorian stables, you know, Mara and Eustace, and that they're spending a lot of money on imported horses to try and win these big cups. where We're probably not in that, in that bracket. But, you know, I'd never say never. I'd love to get my hands on one like it would be certainly interesting because it's certainly a, a great week of the year down here and all the focus is on these big cups.
2: Now you've got a group one runner of course of Flemington tomorrow and Natuno goes around in the Coolmore Stud. such a big race and such an important race, how's he going?
0: Yeah he's going really good there's been a big target race for us, you know not often you get a cult like this that can run in these types of big races and the whole prep not, not a lot's gone right for us in Sydney we haven't been bad in any of the races so I, I personally think it's a it's a, it's a really good race for Coolmore tomorrow. I think they're a very even bunch of three-year-olds to a degree this year. They've got have different form lines, but not a lot separating any of them. So I think Michael's got a good a chance at anything in the race, and it'll just be how he handles the, the occasion, which Derby Day's a big occasion. A lot of people at the races, a big day, if he handles the occasion well and he gets into a right rhythm, a good rhythm down the straight, he can certainly have the ability to present.
2: What sort of horse is he? Is he a highly strung horse? Do you think he'll handle it okay? Yeah, well, he can get himself a little
0: bit, little bit excited, but he's just got better and better and better. He's a, he's a young colt that's that's improving and learning and growing up all the time. And even just the difference in him down here to Sydney, I think we're seeing a more mature and better horse. The travelling's really helping him, and Sam knows this as much as what I do. The more you travel these young colts and get them used to different scenarios, the better it is we hit these big occasions. And I think all the travelling he's done and the experience he's gained from Sydney and obviously being home and Queensland I think you'll see a much more polished horse Saturday and I'm excited after what I saw at the trials last week up the straight, I, I think he's a real chance.
2: Now your other hope is an Isotope goes around in the Furphy Sprint, the final race of the day, she just hasn't been her best this prep?
0: Yeah, more, more's gone wrong than right with her unfortunately but it's a, it's only a you know a flick of the switch and things can be spot on for her. And I think we saw a big glimpse of that at the trials again last week. too at Flemington, um, uh, Lane got on her there and he was very happy with her. She presented like a nice straight horse in the trials and I think she'll do the same tomorrow. I do want this track to improve a bit for her, but I am you know sort of you know, excited by the forecast of no rain tomorrow. The Track gets back to you know, genuine soft something like that or even the better side of soft, I think mean, she'll give this race a real shame.
3: I'll tell you what, I last night I was going through these races and I got to Isotope and I was like, this is well over the odds. Like, it's yeah. her best form would have her right in this race, wouldn't
0: it? Oh, look, I'd be shocked if she's not better than what we saw Stradbroke day. Um, she runs fourth in the Stradbroke in what's turned out to be a pretty good form race in itself. Um, I think she's better than what she was that day and, If she runs even up to that, she's got to be a real chance here. I know the favourite was bloody sharp around Caulfield the other day. But those fast-running horses like that, you know, they can get a little bit vulnerable and exposed up the straight. So I really like this man. I think she's in good shape. We've had a few things go wrong with her in the preparation, but they all seem to be well back on track The five weeks between runs and a good, solid trial up the straight. Um, She's spot on.
3: Steve Morris is in town. uh, Is is he in Isotope? I think uh, he's part of that group, though, isn't he? I think... uh... He'd look good leading it back into the mounting yard. Uh, <laughs> Stevie Morris
0: is down here, yes, but no, he's not in our seat, so, but he's, he's tied up with a few of the black soil horses with us and horses in the stable. But uh, I'm, I'm sure if anyone could, could jump in there and be a part of it, <laughs> Steve
3: could be.
2: <laughs> now, on a local front, Tony, you've got uh, a good oh, – you've got four runners tomorrow at, uh, at Eagle Farm. But before we touch on those, good to get the win out of the way for Dramatica on uh, Wednesday.
0: Yeah, it was. She would have been a good thing to beat if she didn't win, that's for sure, because it was all looking pretty good until they got inside the 300, and it all looked pretty ordinary there for about half a furlong. But you never sort of paint too much with Ormond's on board. He was able to get her out and give her plenty of room, and just, she finished off well. It was really good for that team, Troy Harry, and his big bunch of owners there. They they tip a bit in every year, and it was just good to see that Philly win in town for them.
2: I mean, it was only the barriers that had been beating her. She'd been jumping away on terms. It was just a matter of drawing a barrier, Absolutely. really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've always been a little bit conservative on her. We put the blinkers on her and I was adamant not to try and, you know, kick her in the guts out the gates off them wide draws because she just would have been a chance of over racing. But she's a real ready-made racehorse now. She can jump, relax, and and really find the line. So she's a man I'll have a bit of fun with.
3: Brisbane, uh, Eagle Farm. Now, Chris Nelson, I came in here this morning. He's been crowing this absolute certainty. Zavaboom (laughs) just jumps out and wins.
2: No matter how far.
0: (laughs) Oh, look, he's a difficult horse to have a boom, as you would have seen when J Mack rode him when I put the blinkers on him in the car. is was straight in the outside fence. He's got a few quirks. He's on his best behaviour, which I've had a beautiful prep with him at home, his trials and jump outs, and just his first up run where we just switch him off. And, you know, one other stride, and he wins the race fresh up, doesn't he? He was, he was yep. really good around an unsuitable venue, which is Ipswich, which is which not the right sort of venue for him, but it was the right race to kick him off. I think Jimmy will just come out as quite as a church mouse on him. He won't move on him out the barriers make sure something goes around him, just smothers him up on the fence. And once that occurs, I think, I think the horse will be hard to beat
2: from there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Tony. I'm, uh... <laughs> <laughs> now in uh, race number eight, you've got the two runners here, uh, Pizzoni and Shamrock Lou. Now you put the blinkers on Pisoni last time out, sat outside the lead. I'm guessing this time around, this is just a guess, that he won't be outside the lead, but he will be a lot closer than he has been uh, the runs prior to the blinkers going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We didn't sort of plan to lead the other day on him. He just, he just jumped that well and Anne's just sat there and the race just unfolded. And I'd suggest that Archer's Paradox sort of wasn't eyeballing him outside or even half a length in front. He nearly gets away with that race the other day and that's you know, beaten by no slouch and Karno, she certainly can present in that grade, that's for sure. So I think that form's good. I thought when the markets come out for these two horses, uh, Pizzoni and Shamrock, I thought they were ridiculously over over the odds for the genuine you know Saturday grade thousand metre horses, so I think both horses present well. Bazonni will be sort of second third pair with a bit of cover, he won't be far away, and Shamrock Lee won't be far
3: away from him. Uh, and what about for the punter's mate listeners? Now on Tuesday, uh, you have this Le Parmiere. What a legend he is! Because uh, Tony Golan came on a couple of weeks ago, and I could just detect a little bit of confidence in his voice. And you know, I'm, and, and then this race comes up, and I'm going, "This is well over the odds. This got out to ten dollars. This horse Le Parmiere." And I'm, there, and I kept thinking, Golan was like, he's like. Even when he started he had two horses in the race and he started with La Palmiere like, Yeah, I like this horse today and then well, how good was that win? I'm stand I'm sitting on the couch jumping up and down and Will's <laughs> going, Settle down down I'm going, No, like ten dollars, mate, this is good. This is good. good we, li- we like yeah, this. It, was, it always comes down
0: it just comes down to how he steps away. Samuel he just he can be a bit of a fidgety bugger in the gates and we just we just varied things up a little bit the other day. Kept him on the trot behind the barriers. Just kept him busy. A lot of the sprinters, you're always trying to you know keep him calm. But I just want to keep him pretty busy behind the gates. And when we did that, he was just in and he was out like a rocket. He anticipated the start, which he can do when you got him bang on. And I'm awfully happy the way the horse is. It's a good little race Tuesday. It's a strong race but it should be. I guess for 125 grand, they're, they're mini feature races, but. If he, if he steps like he did the other day, it will take Sharp one to run running down.
2: I have never, well, I can't remember for a long time seeing him jump that. Was well. like he had a rocket launcher <laughs> yeah. inserted in his backside. He just jumped like a rocket, and he was never going to lose from there.
0: Yeah, exactly right. You know, Jimmy Byrne said he, he, he sort of like he heard the click, he just went yeah. bang, anticipated. <laughs> so we won't we won't vary too much from our routine. Hopefully, you know, lightning will will strike in the same spot again.
2: All right, well, Tony, best of luck to you at uh, Flemington tomorrow. Best of luck to you at Eagle Farm tomorrow. And of course, Eagle Farm on uh, on Tuesday. Many winners to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. This afternoon, sorry.
0: Thanks, guys. Enjoy um, Derby Day. It's my favorite day of the year, so hopefully we can have a bit of luck on it. I think it. it's pretty yes.
2: much everyone's favourite. Yeah, it's a ripper of a day. Really looking forward to it. But right now, Sammy, it's time for a break. We'll go for a break and we'll come back with some tips right up. Are you ready, but I'm your
1: This is The Punters, mate, on SEN.
2: On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a
3: holiday paradise.
2: you pretty warm uh, this afternoon on the Gold Coast, Sammy. Be up uh, near mid 30s, I would have thought. And one man who'll be out there with the foil getting a tan is Gibbo, who was in Matma. Oh, he's in, the uh, mayor of the Gold Coast. Well, he's unofficially. He's man about town down there, that's for sure. Gibbo, afternoon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just out around me pool, boys. I was going to say thongs on, but it's not plural.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not a side I'm even wanting to think about. (laughs) Very good. I love that. All right. Now, last week, uh, you gave us some tips. You gave us Lord Markle, which, of course, won on a very soggy track at the Gold Coast when that rain came. And No Love Lost, of course, didn't run in the last because they cancelled the last couple of races. But you did also give us the trifecta in the Cox Plate, Gibbo.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was it was a bit skinny. Didn't pay, didn't pay brilliantly, but we'll take it. Or you Doesn't can do a isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, we'll take it.
2: No, no, you can't complain about that. That was a, a terrific effort. So, what have you got for us this week?
1: Uh, look, a few races. I don't mind at the Gold Coast. It's uh, a lot of the races this week seem to only have two or three chances, and just try to find the right one. I think we'll start race five, number seven, Island Magic. Uh, for Golan, I think there's a lot of speed in this. And and this horse uh, and the favourite, Dark Horse, are so the two that will sort of sit off them and might be a case of best luck wins. But I just think Golan's found the right race for Island Magic, race five. Uh, yep. And then race that? seven, uh, race five, number seven. Yep. Uh, then we'll go to race seven, number nine, Dazzling Flash. Look, I sort of thought this horse would have won more races by now, but fitted for recent runs, draws well. Hellier goes on. I just think it'll box seat, be the one shooting for home. And, well, the others will have to sort of get out and chase. And uh, I think it'll play a little bit to the front this week with this drawing track. So, race seven, number nine, Dazzling Flash. Yep. Uh, and in the last race, uh, race eight, look, number 12, Torrids is the one that they've got to beat. But it's yeah. only around 250. Um, I, I don't want to be losing on it, but it's it's slightly raced on the way up for Waller. Very, very hard to beat. But number two... Dabari uh, at double figures is geez, the last couple. that like They haven't been good rides. Um, I just think with a better ride here, could be a bit of a surprise packet to so whether you want to throw it in a Quinella with the Waller horse or, or back to both and try and get winning results. But uh, I think those two will fight out the last.
2: All right. Anything for the Derby? Do you like uh, one at Flemington? Uh, not
1: so much the Derby. I do think... It's, it's a bit short. Race 8, number 14, Le Creek, the, uh, yep. the Kiwi horse. Gee, it looks sensational. It's only about $2.40, but it might be the lock for the day. Uh, it could be very, very good.
2: All right, so we're going Gold Coast, race 5, number 7, and race 7, number 9, race 8, number 2, and couple that with number 12, which the blinkers go on for, for the Waller Runner. And at Flemington, race 8, number 14, Le Creek, Gibbo, I hope you have a profitable weekend. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sammy. Thank you, Gibbo. Now, Sammy, Toowoomba in the twilight zone tomorrow night. You got one for us? Race four, number two, Ironside,
3: I'm going with. there for Josh King?
2: Yeah. I had looked at that race, and I was just a little bit worried about the step up in distance, but I've said that before and had egg on my face (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going to say it again. All right. I am, well, there's no meeting at the Sunshine Coast until Tuesday, and no fields are out, obviously, so I will go with Toowoomba as well. I'm going to go with a very aptly named race five, number five, Russian sub. There might be a few of those loitering around the uh, the waters very shortly. <laughs> Hopefully not, but just the yeah, way things I are heading. <laughs> the way things are heading. Race five, number five, Russian sub. Now, our best bets over the weekend, Sam?
3: Uh, Eagle Farm, race six, number one, Yellow Brick. Again. 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 Just put your house on it. Uh, Flemington, race seven, number two, Barclay Square. We do like be, that horse. It'll be winning. And uh I tell you what, I like number seventeen, same geek in the Coolmore at odds. Forty one dollars you can get it at the moment. I tell you, it should have finished closer the other day and uh it's not the roughest. So I think it's over the odds. Um yeah, and and I'm with Gibbo. Uh I reckon that Kiwi horse is, is a serious gallop. La Creek and La Creek, I think it'll be winning. It's uh it, it, uh, Yeah, so very keen on it, but
2: big day, Derby Day. It's
3: Massive.
2: i go okay, race two, number five at Eagle Farms, Zava Boom. Good thing. And race four, number 10, Port Marant, each way in the distance race, which I generally avoid like the plague. But I think this is a promising one. He might run a good race tomorrow. So race four, he's number 10, He's got me port before Marant. the port. Uh, he's, he's got me Not, me not quite a sausage yet. Uh, and Derby, race seven, number one, sharp and smart for me. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks for your time this week. I hope you have a great Derby Day at Sandstone Point. Onyek, <laughs> Trento. We'll catch you next week. The
3: dancing
2: shadows on the wall. The just
4: steps in the